Yo, what's up everyone? Welcome to our live stream. Today we're going to be doing a drawing tutorial on baby hands. And how to turn your artistic weakness into your strength. Definitely check out artprof.org where we have lots of free resources, tutorials, critiques, art dares, pro development, and all that cool stuff. All right, what are you gonna be drawing the baby hands with Clara? I am going to be using soft pastels today. And it's been a while since I've drawn anything, Jordan, so I'm really rusty. Oh, snap. You know, I, I actually feel like I need to warm up a bit, too. Um, I, did a, yeah. I did a little bit before the stream, but yeah, I definitely didn't get as many hours in today as I was hoping. But you drew today, correct? Uh, yeah, I drew a little bit, but not much. Not much. Um, I found that I got rather distracted by YouTube. <laughs> and just, you know, sometimes you just have those days where you're just like, no. This was one of those days where I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. If any of you would like to draw along with us, the link to our reference photos are in the YouTube video description below. And after this, Jordan and I will be in the Art Prof Discord and we can look at all of our baby hand drawings together. It's gonna be so fun. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking before the stream about how we never like see anyone on YouTube drawing baby hands. And I gotta agree, it's, it's something rather unique. I don't see that very often at all. Well, babies are really weird looking. They're like little alien people. <laughs> Look at they, them. Yeah. You know, the it's the roundness. If it weren't for the roundness of babies, probably wouldn't be as appealing at all. Because all the fat cheeks and like no neck whatsoever and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> By the way. If any of you are wondering whose baby hands these are, Jordan is drawing my 12-year-old's hands when she was probably about a year. They're pretty cute when they're one. When they're first born, Jordan, and actually there's a couple photos of this in the Flickr collection, when they're just born, they're like little old man hands because they haven't gotten all the fat yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard someone describe it as babies looking like potatoes when they're yep. first born. And then they say it's really awkward when you have to, like, say the baby's cute when they're actually not cute yet. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pediatrician who was saying to us, she's like, you know, not all babies are cute. <laughs> And she said, I saw a baby the other day. It looked like a chicken. <laughs> so oh same pediatricians God. admit that babies are weird looking. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did say that my baby was cute, though, of course. That's, that's nice. You, you want to yes. hear an interesting story from when I was a baby? What? So apparently when I was little... Maybe, maybe not a baby. I, mean, I might have been like a toddler, but I was not talking yet. 
And apparently my parents took me to a car show and I somehow got away from them. And I was found by Tyra Banks. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> she was at the car show? Yeah, like some auto show. My parents both confirmed. I was like, what? I don't think they have any pictures of it or anything, but that's the story they told me. And I was like, what? So apparently Tyra Banks thought I was a cute baby. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Seven Angelic says that it's like, where did all the bones go? Well, they're in there. <laughs> they're just really buried under a lot of fat. That's also why you have like the little dimples on the knuckles. Because like, if you look at this, there's like no knuckle to be seen. <laughs> it's no, just all the fat. It's all, just all the fat. It's all dimples. There is one photo in the Flickr collection, you can actually see my kid's fingernails. It was when she was just born. She's only like two days old. And their fingernails are like paper. Have you seen that, Jordan? Uh, I don't think so. Did I? I must have, because I went through the whole like, thing. You don't I know this it... unless you've had a newborn baby. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a parent, so. <laughs> Yeah, I see new world babies. Usually, I'm, it's kind of from a distance because I'm like, look at this new little human. They're so delicate. <laughs> right. Don't touch them. <laughs> kind of, you know, yes. You know. So Lisa says, baby proportions differ greatly from adults. Most of my drawing attempts look like weird old men. That's pretty much what they look like. If you look at those baby paintings from the Renaissance, they all look like little old men. Oh, They're yeah. so funny looking. I love those drawings. They're the funniest things ever. They're so wonky. Yeah, that's I mean, why you guys have to draw those angel babies. Oh yeah, the little cherubs. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's why when some guys, when some some of you guys, when you guys are drawing children, the if it doesn't look quite right, it's always usually the proportions. Like they put a man face or a woman face on a baby's <laughs> on a baby's head, and it just doesn't really work out the way that you want. So usually that's the problem. <laughs> My notice. Yeah. I also think. It's really hard to draw children and not have the image look super sentimental. Have you seen that? Super sentimental. I guess so. Um, I never really thought about that, actually, the sentimental aspect. I do know it's hard to draw children in general, though. Also, because yeah. it's <laughs> I just feel like every time there's a picture of a kid, it's always some Hallmark card moment and... It's just annoying. It's like, have you ever been around a child? They're monsters. <laughs> yeah, the other Oh, I freeze. Sorry. Yeah, I think you broke up a little. You're back. Oh, I just said the other day I was blasted by fireballs by a five-year-old girl. 
It's kind of mean to me. I didn't do anything to her. Of course, <laughs> of course you didn't. And, and then, That's always the way. Yeah, and then the weapon, and then the little thing that she gave me basically was like not it was like not even impervious to her power. Like I could do nothing to her with my superpower that she gave me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh, Seven Angelic is asking about the dead bug thing the kids are holding in the photos. It looks like a giant flea and it's mildly terrifying. Oh, that's actually a cicada shell because they all start shedding their shells at a certain point and my kids were collecting them. They were everywhere. You know, cicadas are monsters. <laughs> I think like, that, the last summer there was like a huge infestation of them in the East Coast, like one like a seventeen year cycle thing or something. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Yikes! Yeah. And droves all windshields and stuff. It was wild. Jane says, we used to call my first baby, quote, our little love goblin. <laughs> I love oh it. Yeah, I remember the first time I actually held a newborn baby. I was 18 years old and it was my god sister. And her mom and my mm -hmm. mom went to like go next door for something real quick. I think they were going to check out like an apartment or something or a house. And mm -hmm. then after about five minutes, she started crying, and I got so freaked out because I didn't know what she wanted the baby, and I was like yelling for them. Oh. <laughs> I think she just missed her mom, but I had no idea what to do. It was kind well, of <laughs> well, babies are very difficult physically. You're just exhausted all the time. Parents, back me up. Even somebody who went to art school and pulled multiple late nights knows nothing about the depths of parental sleep deprivation. <laughs> um, but basically with baby, you're like, okay, either you pooped or peed, you're tired, or you need to spit up, right? It, it's it, There's only so many things <laughs> that they need, you know? Yeah, I went through that list in my head and I, couldn't figure it out and that's when I got freaked out. Like, okay, so this this baby's defective. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger Cell says I look like a raisin when I was born because I was early. Oh, my kids were big. My first one was eight pounds and my second one was nine pounds. How many pounds were you, Jordan? Do you know? I don't know. I do know that my complexion was like, I know that either. I saw a picture of myself and my skin was very, very fair. Oh. Like the photo, she's like, my mom was like, that's you. I was like, excuse me? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> I didn't understand that. <laughs> well, now we all have to tell our baby stories, don't we? Yes, tell yours, Claire. I know you have some. Well, I've got baby stories with my kids. 
I mean, my second one, I think her umbilical cord got around her neck. And so it cut off her oxygen for a little bit. And so when she came out, she was blue because she wasn't getting the oxygen. I was not seeing all this <laughs> for obvious reasons, but they gave her oxygen. And then my husband was like, yes, I watched her turn from blue to pink. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. I, 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 really I, don't ever seen anyone, I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually blue or like, which is probably a great thing that I haven't, but <sighs> I always thought it was kind of like one of those things cartoons. I am glad I didn't see that. I probably would have freaked. I can imagine. One thing I do know, actually, is I was born with a full head of hair. I do know that. Like I had. Oh, you were. <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I know that. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> well, Asian babies generally are born with a full head of hair. My kids both had full head of hairs, and I think they're cuter because bald babies are funny looking. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Have you seen the video of the dad with uh, his baby on the couch, and they're like having a full-on conversation, and he's like, he's no. he's speaking normally, and he's in the baby's like speaking like Goo Goo Gaga basically, and they're having a full-on conversation, <laughs> the cutest thing ever. Oh. Baby. <laughs> well, there is that saying about parenting, the, the days are long, the years are short. And that is so, so true. I've actually heard that term before. Oh, it's so accurate. It's exactly how it feels. Because when you're in the moment, you just feel stuck. And then... You blink and your kids are 12 and 14, which they are right now. Oh, snap. I have to say, Slepnir, you outdid yourself. Slepnir says, I heard we were going to do ears. Now it is pointed out that we are doing baby hands. Art Prof is giving us the upper hand. That that that's yeah you wrote, that's you wrote that really down. impressive. <laughs> I believe you wrote that down beforehand, like days in advance, personally. <laughs> yes, that took compositional skills. <laughs> so, Jordan, how are you handling the wrinkles? I'm just curious. Um. Uh, well, when I was drawing it by, um, which is the lines, um, I, I try not to emphasize them too much. I know they're there, but I think, um, I think sometimes it could start looking like the Martian aspect, you know, and I think with babies and when you want things to be cute, the less lines you use, the better. Um, so I try to limit that as much as possible. That's, that's kind of one of those like artistic editing moments. Because I'm trying to put them in, but it is starting to look not so plump, which maybe is not a good thing. Maybe I just don't draw them as dark as I see them. 
Yeah, maybe that might be it. Because like even like whenever I draw per, an adult um, and they have like a wrinkle in the eye, if I don't want them to look like they're eighty five years old, you have to like I have to lighten that line. You know, I think it's probably right. the same for babies. I'm noticing in the photo that I'm doing, there's a lot of reflected light down here. So there's all these really strong pinks that I have to deal with. This is basically a photo of my kid just chewing a piece of bread for an hour. <laughs> for an hour? Yeah, they just sit Bye. there. You just give them a piece of wow. bread and they just chew it. You've never seen this? <laughs> No, I usually just eat food. Even when I was a little, I would just be like, I need food, give it to me. And that would be it. That's any discussion. You obviously have not had to train a baby to eat solid foods before. No, I don't have siblings. I don't have siblings. I don't have, well, I do have little cousins, but they were babies when I was in college and now they're like just young children. So I miss oh, that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Pat says, throw a pandemic into the mix. I entered 2020 with a one and three-year-old. Those two years disappeared. People who have young kids right now, I don't know how any of you are able to wake up in the morning and get anything done. I cannot imagine having young kids because my kids are 12 and 14 and they're fairly self-sufficient, except when they really need something from me. And I, I just can't imagine how hard that was. And it still is hard for parents during the pandemic. Yeah, I think that would definitely challenging. Oh my gosh. George says, my youngest started down the birth canal a bit early. So he looked like one of the coneheads when he was delivered. And I saw all that forehead. I blurted it out. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, needless to say, my wife was not thrilled with me. Dang. Don't shade. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> that That's a really good story, George. <laughs> Crispy Paintbrush has a question. I'm working on a series of four six by six paintings to be displayed on my wall. Do you think that Home Depot command hooks are strong enough to hang the small paintings? Also, do you generally hang your larger paintings? I honestly have no idea of this. I've never taught anything about it. Crispy Paintbrush, type into YouTube art prof exhibit, and you'll find a stream that Lauren and I did, and we talk about various solutions, some which are very cheap and inexpensive, all the way to more high-end things. It depends on how big it is. Certain paintings are big enough that you have to get something called brackets. Other times you can just hang a wire on it and you're fine. But if you watch that stream, you'll be able to get that information because it's, it's complicated. It really depends on a lot of things. Probably challenging right here. 
Jennifer says, days are long, years are short. That's how I felt about high school. I hated high school. Oh my God. That was just the worst period of my life. I bet you were nice in high school, Jordan. Uh, I would like to think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I was pretty nice. I I hated middle school. That was the era of torture for me. Um, high school really? was a lot. Yeah, was, uh, every everything is even more awkward between everybody. Like, yeah. the, like I actually just saw a picture of my seventh grade basketball team, and we all look more like Martians than the babies you were talking about. <laughs> it's just like hilarious. Like we have like semi adult bodies, but like children faces with baby fat. Yeah, and everything is just awkward. Like big heads, small torso. Like it's it's hilarious, you know. Uh, it's like a perfect yeah. character design tutorial right there. Like, <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, just, I think the social climate for me was just really difficult for me to navigate and personal mm -hmm. life stuff was making it challenging to adjust as well. Right. So, yeah. Well, tell us in the chat, which was worse for you, middle school or high school? I mean, I didn't like middle school. I just was a lot more aware in high school, and that just made it worse. Aware of what, exactly? I don't know. I, I feel like in middle school, I was floating around. And <laughs> in high school, I just was angry about everything. Mm. I'm going to try it Oh, soft pastel is such a pain. There's all this like dust here. I have to get rid of this. Hang on. Shaking that I'm off. Like starting all these colors because. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer says middle school was worse. High school was still bad. Soyton Lee agrees. Middle school sucked. Ha, Ginger Cell agrees with me. Mm -hmm. High school was awful. Et cetera says, both were kind of terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like what degree of terrible was it? I don't mean to laugh at everybody's pain, but uh, yeah. You know, high school had some bad <laughs> aspects, but I think maybe for me, I don't see, see high school as bad because it ended on a high note for me. So like the last month or two was like really, really good. And so now I just think about that. Really? Yeah. Um, I, what I, was so good? Uh, well, I did an animation uh, that took me like five or six months to do. And I was just doing it in my room at night till like two in the morning, like every single day. And what? we had an art show. And I remember like all the parents came in and they literally like applauded for me when they saw it as a group. Um, and that was Aww. really cool. I didn't do it to anyone else. Um, and then... I won the Fine Arts Achievement Award, so basically like the Artist Award of my high school. And then Aww. I was actually shouted out in a graduation speech. That was really cool. What? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that happened to me. Like, this, this, is, this is top tier. I like this. You know? The rest. <laughs> I didn't know you did an animation in high school. 
Oh yeah, it's um, it's on YouTube somewhere actually. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like a minute long, and it's called Enter the Dragons. Basically, like perspective, like kind of pseudo me as a like a five year old, and basically how um, I was super imaginative, and I always go to space camp as my teacher would call it when I was in class, um, basically not paying attention, and the kid goes on like a quick adventure. Um, with a dragon oh, so yeah that's so cool yeah i enjoyed that i enjoyed that it was a lot of grueling work but it probably prepared me for, for art school so <laughs> you know i think i know why i was miserable in high school there are a lot of reasons but mostly i think it's because i'm kind of a control freak and when you're at that age you just don't have control over anything and i think that was hard for me Oh, that would make sense. I could see that. But like yeah, now, that was a tough era for control because well, now, now, if I want to have cookies that, for breakfast, I, I can. Maybe I cut you off. Oh, okay. <laughs> one, you know, one day, like. Two or three months ago, I had cheesecake for lunch just because. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so I make this, okay, awesome peach pie. It's so good. The bread fairy gave me the recipe. That's why it's so good. And every time I make it, I always let my kids eat it for breakfast the next day. Oh, my gosh. What, why that's not awesome. Life's too short. I just make pancakes almost every day. <laughs> That's how I enjoy my breakfast. <laughs> oh, this is an amazing baby story. Maja says, friend of mine had a baby that came so fast the midwife wasn't ready, so she actually caught the baby in the air before it hit the floor. Good catch. Dang. That's wild. I'm sure everyone was relieved when the baby was caught. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting take. Beam says middle school was cringier, but high school was more stressful. I can see that. And Anna says both were terrible for me, but high school was worse. I really believe the magnet art program I was in saved my life. I suspect that a lot of people have a similar story because I did not like the art program at my school and the art department had did not like me and that was not good, <laughs> but I had a really good art teacher in elementary school. And so she gave me that initial boost that I needed. And I think if I hadn't had her, I think elementary school really would have been horrible for me. So I think a lot of us have somebody like that in our lives because for a lot of people, the art room is the safe space. Yeah, that's where I spent all my time when I was in high school. Um, yeah. I did that too, because in high school, if you had a free period, you could just do whatever, but I would just go to the art room and just work on stuff. I can't remember where I would go. I might have been with some friends or something, but I think after school, I was mostly in the art room most of the time or yeah. sometimes i would actually like leave the class to go to the second art room 
Um, mm. I remember one time actually, <laughs> uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, she's Mexican, uh, which is important to the story. We were the only two kids of color in the class. Um, really? That were, and, and we were kind of separated. And there was one girl who, who went around on a particular day and she complimented everyone's work, like literally like going like, oh, wow, this is so great. Look at your doing. And then go all the way around the room. And then she like skipped us, like very specific. What? It was really awkward. Now, I don't know if she knew <laughs> what she was doing. <laughs> I'm not gonna, like, I, I, I'm not gonna say that was her intention, but the way it felt basically made us go like, yeah, we're gonna go into the second room. Um, <sighs> yeah, it was. That was stressful. It was stressful. I mean, if you're going to go around and do something for a lot of people, you have to realize, hey, you should do that for everybody because someone's going to notice who got left out. Right. Yeah, it was mad awkward. Mad, mad awkward. So it's whatever. That was like nine years ago, but, you know, still. But still, still you bad. remember those things, right? Oh, yeah. We bring it up all the time, actually, me and my friend. Oh, you're still in touch? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're still one in of, touch? One of like the five people I keep in touch with from high school. Oh, that's cool. I don't keep in touch with anybody from high school. Oh, Pat says, I'm still in contact with my elementary school art teacher 25 years later. That's really cool. I'm, I'm going to get there one day. I'm still in touch with some of my teachers. Joe says, in high school, I was the only one who could draw, so it was the artsy, cool kid. In middle school, I was just the weird kid who was quiet. I think a lot of us were the weird kid. <laughs> I don't think I was that quiet, but I wasn't very talkative either. I know I wasn't talkative. I didn't actually learn how to, like, speak in class till college. Like, I was that nervous. Oh, Anna says, because of my disability, I was severely bullied or entirely ignored in school. I'm so sorry to hear that, Anna, because I did not have that experience, but I've read stuff about people who are bullied now. And the thing is now with online stuff, there's like this whole other dimension of people being cyber bullied. It's really scary. to go back and work on this one because I started this one before the stream began but I feel like I'm overworking this drawing so I think it's time to move on I keep second guessing this stuff here <laughs> I'm like I want to figure it out but I told myself I'd only work on one <laughs> <laughs> Manette says, the only people from high school I still talk to are my siblings. My friends sucked. You know something? I heard that a lot from high school students when I was teaching at RISD pre-college. I had all these kids. They'd have these breakdowns because I'm the crying teacher. <laughs> that was just my role when I was at RISD. And I remember one thing that I heard a lot was I hate my friends. People would say that to me all the time. And... I think in high school, it's like you don't want to be seen alone. 
And so you just latch on to whoever's there, even if you don't like them very much. It's it's really not great. It's it's like now I don't care about being alone. Like I actually love it. I love <laughs> people don't bother me for anything. But I know in high school it's like you don't like that. It's too uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't like feeling alone. I feel like the issue with that in high school for most people is that it feels like everyone's paying attention to the person who's not with anyone. So it just right. feels more isolating. I don't know. Looking back, I don't think any of us cared. <laughs> no. Know? Like, I don't think anyone cared, but it felt like all eyes were on you. Yeah, for sure. I know sometimes when I get really pissed about something, I'm like, that person, blah, blah, blah. And my husband's always like, you know, I think you are mistaking laziness for some ill intent. He's like, nine times out of 10, the reason people do things is not because they're out to get you. It's because they're just not paying attention. And it's just pure flakiness. So, rude. <laughs> so a memory of mine says, I heard that the older you get, the more people you trim from your life, keeping the inner circle. Actually, I've been reading a lot of stuff in newspapers saying that because of the pandemic, people really had to rearrange their whole social circle. And so some people did end up trimming quite a few relationships because you don't go to the office anymore there's just a lot of relationships you lose although i guess for us here at art prof not a lot changed because we were already doing things virtually and for me it was actually a little bit of a relief because like okay now people don't think we're the weirdos who are online <laughs> we were the trendsetters. We were the trendsetters. Well, let me tell you, I got a lot of crap before the pandemic, and then everybody realized, oh wow, that there's you. You can learn stuff online. You can do things that are positive, and just took a pandemic for people to see it. Unfortunately, I never understood that mindset of how you could assume it's can't learn something online like that just doesn't make sense to me but maybe maybe because i'm a different generation of people you're talking about but i think that's it because my generation didn't grow up with youtube and i think a lot of people in academia still see youtube as the old youtube when youtube first started but it's not i mean it's honestly the most incredible education platform it's just people don't think about it as education they think about it as entertainment but I think more people use it for education than entertainment. What do you think? Oh yeah, the other day, actually, I was having issues with my car. And when I got it back home, the mechanic said to unplug the battery and uh, mm -hmm. so it didn't drain. And I, I had to like find a couple of YouTube videos. I just learned how to unplug <laughs> my car battery from watching YouTube. I got the, the wrench in the... There we go, I got it. <laughs> Never done that before. That's awesome. Well, my husband fixed our dryer. I think that's amazing. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
tell us in the chat, what's the last thing you learned from YouTube? I think for me, I figured out some setting in Premiere or something really boring like that. But I definitely have looked up how to cut certain vegetables. I'm going to say drawing baby hands. I already know it. <laughs> what else have I learned from YouTube lately? I feel like it's always cooking for me. Or I'll look up, oh, how do you cut Brussels sprouts like this? I think it's like everybody uses it, but people don't want to admit that they use it if they're from a certain generation. <laughs> yeah, that's odd to me. I don't get it. It is so helpful. So helpful. Well, that's why I did training once for this public school district. And they said to me, okay, you have to assume that the teachers cannot use YouTube. I'm like, are you crazy? You let them use Google, but they're not allowed to use YouTube. I was like, they're both problematic in their own ways. How can you ban one and not ban the other? <laughs> it just seems so ludicrous to me. Yeah, that, they still saw bad. YouTube as like a dangerous place. Yeah, that, that in particular is just super counterintuitive. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I understand that Obviously, schools have a lot of things that they have to adhere to, and there's obviously lots of legal things, but come on. Plus, you get to stumble on stuff no matter what. I mean, that's just <laughs> the way of the world. Okay, th this is really good. Kiki says, how to make almond milk. Slepnir says, how to clean out a lawn mower carburetor. George says, how to adjust the transmission of my snowblower. YouTube is your friend. Aw, Maja says, how to make a glass palette. And Lisa says, I need a YouTube video on how to type on a digital keyboard. How to mod a video game, says Seven Angelic. See, that, that's amazing. It, it still blows my mind that this is a thing. Like, how, how does YouTube store all this stuff? I think I read somewhere that every minute, 500 hours of video is uploaded to YouTube. Isn't that just crazy? 500. Wait, say it again. 500. Hours? It's like 500 hours of video are uploaded every, 500 hours worth of videos are uploaded like oh. every minute. Something crazy like that. That is wild. I could, I could totally believe that. YouTube is just, I believe it. Careers off of YouTube. I mean, look at our product. Like, no we are. <laughs> if it weren't for YouTube, it'd be a very different story right now. I mean, we don't make big bucks, but we do get some income from YouTube. I mean, most of our 
the stuff that's really keeping the lights on is the Patreon. The, the YouTube revenue is not as much, but still, I mean, we have multiple revenue streams for a reason. <laughs> Lisa says, my husband fixed window blinds. <laughs> How to assemble a softbox. Like, it's so specific. Isn't that crazy that you, you just can find that one setting in Premiere and there's a video about that one setting in Premiere. You know what else I like? I like how there's like multiple videos of the same thing and you can find like ways of explaining in school, yeah. you don't really get access to that. You have one teacher who explains it that one way in that one lecture that one time, and you have to go to the office hours otherwise. But you can learn from 10 different people in an hour and a half and you obtain all their knowledge in a couple of sittings or one sitting. Oh, I know. I mean, I think that's the best way to learn. I, I would never say to somebody, learn drawing with one person. I think you have to learn it with several people. No, but no one teacher is going to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I imagine it's probably the same for music or, um, or sports or something like you need different coaches, you need different inputs on things, because otherwise you just become the junior version of whoever your coach is, but just not as good because <laughs> they, they have more experience. And plus, not every learning style is a good fit for everybody. Mm -hmm. For example, you like Andrew Loomis a lot, and his method is not good for me. It doesn't fit my learning style. What is it about Loomis that doesn't fit for you? Just out of curiosity. It just feels too precise. And every time I feel like I have to be precise, I get really stressed out. Got it. So I'm sure it's good for some people. It's just that my brain is allergic <laughs> to precision. <laughs> I know his stuff isn't even that precise. It just comes across that way. Uh-huh. Like how you said that phrase, allergic. Yeah. You know, some people are allergic to peanuts. Other people are not. That's how it works. I was too bad for people who are allergic to peanuts. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to show this drawing of my younger kid's hand to her later on. I admit it. It was just a ploy to get you to draw a portrait of my kid's hand. That's very sneaky. Poor the baby. <laughs> I cut out. Did I cut out again? Ugh. Yeah, you cut out a little. Dang, have it. Oh, well. No worries. All I said was that was very that's, clever. That's live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know that it's become this holiday tradition that I always commissioned Kat 
to do digital portraits of my kids, drawings of them. I can believe that. I feel like she might have mentioned that to me or I saw her post it somewhere. Mm. I can't remember. But that's really awesome. How long has that been going on for? She's done it twice. And now my kids expect it. So. <laughs> oh, no. Forever and ever. All right, everybody. I hope that you will join Jordan and I in the Discord. After the stream, we will be in the post live streams channel. Share your baby hand drawings with us. And we want to thank our top Patreon supporters. We have some new supporters, Anitium and Carrie Hyde. We so appreciate you joining our group. But I am bumming a little bit, Jordan, because our Patreon went down a lot. And oh, no, wait, this is the wrong slide. Sorry. No, it went up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was looking at the wrong slide for a second. Anyway, we're doing better, but we could do more. So we would love for all of you to support ArtProf because we want to keep our content 100% free and accessible to everybody. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.